This is a Tom Petty Wednesday here on the Muster, remembering this is Wednesday night country night here on Hokanui with Tiny and Nathan, 7pm. Thanks to Regional Ford, an absolute institution of a radio show, if ever I've heard one. Um, next guy's a bit of an institution down south as well, they do say. Steve Henderson, farming at Awarua. Good afternoon, mate. How's things? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Andy. How's things checking away in the gore? Oh, it's just ticking away. The shortest day was yesterday, so you can argue the real grind of winter is still to come, but if you're looking at the numbers side of things, we're not far away from being halfway to another Christmas, just to put it out there. Yeah, scary, eh? It's, um, uh, it's always good when you get that shortest day done and dusted. Clearly the days get longer and, yeah, you're sort of a bit more upbeat and spring on spring, really, don't you? Especially at this time of year when it's just Groundhog Day feeding outwise, etc. Yeah, it is, yep. Yeah, for that, most mornings, and, and to be fair, it's not an arduous task, um, just with the way we do it. So, and staff are back probably after an hour of feeding out, and it's just yeah, literally into maintenance mode. Just everything you do at the moment is trying to make August, September easier. So, yep, that's about all that's happening down here. Uh, do you do much on the weekends when it's this time of year, just the feeding out, just do the bare necessities? Yeah, just bare necessities. So, um, this. this Two, two people on each weekend and they just mix and match as to how they feel and one will do one day, one will do the other day. Um, yeah, it's about three hours work for each person so there's no point in two people coming out um, over the weekends so they just do a day about and yeah, it works well. Um, yeah, people can get out, watch kids rugby and do whatever they want with the family and yeah, before you know it, you're sort of a bit tied to milkings again in August so make the most of it while you can. Uh, the grass wintering system you guys employ, uh, apply sorry, with the babage as well, how's it going? Yeah, really good, really good. It, uh, it chopped up a little bit with that sort of southerly stuff that come through for that four, five, five six-day period last week. Um, but yeah, back fences are back up now, um, just holding them on the drier ground. Um, and yeah, we've had no real issues. Um, cows are content. Some of them are only eating, well, especially in carpipas, some of them are only eating around about eight kilos a day, which which is quite interesting. Um, I remember when we used to do brassicas, it was, we sort of allocated them 12 kilos, but it must just go to show how much that they can stomp into the ground of your kales um, when they really only need eight kilos of baleage, and, and they're fully content, and often there's a little bit of baleage left in the ring the next day. So, yeah, feed utilisation, I think, is probably a lot better than feeding brassica and baleage. Um, we've certainly noticed it this year. Are you leaving much grass behind you on your breaks, the way you're doing it? No, no, we're not. So we don't bank on the grass cover being an actual figure that they eat. So they, they do travel a wee bit in, but they'll, there'll be some that go and eat that prior to going to baleage. And then yeah, we just treat it as a, as a so-called crop paddock, and then it'll be regrassed next year into new grass. And the more you drive around the place, the more you see the grass, the grass uh, winter feeding regime in place around the province too. It's um, surprising the more places you go, you do see it around Riversdale, for example. It's prevalent on a couple of farms where you are there. Um, yeah, it's an interesting way to do it, but like you say, it obviously makes a bit of sense too, if you can get away with it. Yeah, it does. Um, it was just purely, we, we went to it purely because we just couldn't yield our kale crops. Um, I think our break-even was 14 tonne, and, and we were struggling some years to get sort of 11, 12 tonnes. So, yeah, financially, it, it worked out better if we could make all the baleage at home and, and put it on the paddocks for winter. And 
Um, yeah, it's, there's a little bit more plastic wrap around, but yeah, we're recycling it, and it, um, it's heading up to Pukarau for um, recycling, but we're just sort of waiting for Disability Enterprise to get their big plastic machine up and running, and then, yeah, we'll be sending it there to get recycled. Envira South, um, they rebranded not that long ago. They've got this brand-new fantastic machine in there, recycling machine, especially uh, for baler drap too. It sounds like it's going to be quite a good thing when it's up and running. Yeah, there was a fire went out last year, and we donated... Um, yeah, I suppose a significant amount to it. If we um, we were making making the problem, so to speak, um, yeah, we needed to be seen to be helping it. So yeah, we we put a dollar or two towards it, um, like a lot of other farmers in Southland did, just to see that plastic recycling get up and running and uh, making a product out of something that was more than likely just going to go um, into a hole, which is yeah, never the best option. Uh, majority of farmers you talk to, Steve, as far as baler giraffe, are, are more of them looking at doing the environmental thing and recycling these days, or does it tend to be, and you do understand why, like guys still end up burning up in like willow heaps or whatever like that, because the sheer size of what they're having to do sometimes can be pretty overwhelming if you're not careful. Yeah, it is, it is sort of mongrel stuff to deal with, but um, I know Fonterra Cooperative Difference, a lot of those um, farmers need to be uh, recycling their plastic wrap, so so that is sort of making it happen. And it's almost like people wearing a helmet on the four wheeler now. You you notice the guys that aren't recycling it more than the guys that you are recycling it now. So yeah, we we've always recycled it, and we always will. Um, this year we're when we're placing our bales out, we're trying to minimise the tractor movements and um, baleage handling. So. All our wrap is actually coming off real clean. We're leaving it in a row and we're only touching it once to put it out in the paddock and that's when we've unwrapped it. So the wrap literally comes off the bale and then within you know, 20 seconds it's on a trailer to be put in the recycling bin. So um, I think there are, there are different ways around it trying to keep it clean and make it more user-friendly and every year is changing. Um, yeah, this year is different to last and no doubt next year we'll have a, another whiz-bang idea that may or may not work to make it easier. Uh, just finally, mate, you and Tracy, you're away up north this week. What's going on? Tell us about that. All right, so we're away. Um, well, this weekend we've got a got a, an adventure race that um, Trace kindly entered us in. So we're away to Fakatani for an adventure race with a bit of bring out your Boy Scout skills and a bit of compass work. And yeah, so hopefully we make it make it back alive to Southland on Monday. And then yeah, next week we've got um, the MPI awards. So. We'll see how things pan out up there. I know there's another couple from Southland, um, Super Seas, there in the Employment Awards too, so good to catch up with them, and there's some pretty good employers out there at Central Southland. So, um, yep, hopefully when we come back we'll know a bit more, and, yeah, we'll catch up next time and have a yarn about that. So this race you're doing is essentially a bushcraft race. Um, can you get a fire going together by rubbing two sticks out of interest? <laughs> no, there's quite a, quite a criteria of rules, and... The one I saw, you need a survival blanket and a whistle, so that sort of um, <laughs> set the scene of what it could be like. And yeah. Another note was uh, stick to tracks, as it could be large bluffs. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's going to go, but oh, I've like most things in life. If you don't give it a crack, you don't know if you did or didn't enjoy it. So, um, yeah, we'll soon find out. Did Tracy get your permission before she st- decided you were going in this, or was it a case of we're doing it? Oh, you know how six months. Ago, everything seems really good, and yeah, no, no, we, no, that'll be no worries. 
then when it comes to the week off, you think, holy shit, what have I got myself into? So it's probably one of those situations. But oh, we've always been people that, you know, you do. you just got to give something a crack. And if you enjoy it, cool. And if you don't, you know you won't do it next time. So, um, no, it'll be right. It'll be right. And, yeah, we'll surely get through it. Hey, Steve Henderson, we'll let you carry on. You're a busy man. We appreciate your time, though. And, um, yeah, good luck. I actually do mean good luck doing this race at the weekend with you and Tracy. Don't worry, Andy. I'll need it. And probably all the listeners that know of me will be wishing me luck, too, and they'll know I'll need it. <laughs> You're a sucker for punishment, Henderson. Talk next time. Right on. Thanks, Andy. Cheers. Steve Henderson there, farming out of Awarua. Always good to get his thoughts on the muster. Um, yeah, enduro racing with bushcraft skills up in the Bay of Plenty. Sounds like a great way to great way to spend the weekend if um, you're into that kind of thing. So all the best to Steve and Tracy doing that. Up next on the muster, this is a Wednesday afternoon. We are catching up with Lynn Berry.